On this episode of the Sports Social Podcast, we have our long-awaited fantasy football pod. We'll run through our Fight Out Redraft League results. We have our fantasy sleepers, our fantasy breakouts, our fantasy busts slash our overrated guys. And then we have our guys for this year, the guys who we really believe in, who we've been we've been drafting in all of our recent drafts. And then finally, we'll end by running through some of the matchups for this week, the, the big games, the ones we're really looking forward to, and talk about those. All right, let's get it. Listening to the Sports Social Podcast with your hosts, Andrew Hunterkamp and Chris Arnold. And welcome into another episode of the Sports Social Podcast. Right in the middle of uh, opening night of week one, NFL is back. And as Chris said in the open, it is a NFL focused, NFL centered podcast here tonight with our draft talk, a run through of week one. Chris, uh, how are you enjoying the game so far tonight? I am really enjoying this game. Oh, oh God, I almost intercepted it. This is a good game. I expected it to be a, a shootout like it is. Not a whole lot of running going on, a whole lot more just, just throwing the ball through the air, which is always exciting to watch. I, I expected the score. Six minutes left in the second quarter, and it's only 7-14. I expected it to be a little bit higher, but, I mean, it, it's a good game. Uh I'm a little impressed by the Cowboys' defense. I thought they'd be playing a hell of a lot worse than they are right now. Obviously, their their corners are their weak weak point, which Brady is absolutely destroying right now. But overall, it's a good game to watch. It's a good first game of the NFL season back. I'm excited. I love the NFL. I love the – oh, my God, that was a shame. Did you just see that? Yeah. Oh, little, Jesus. Little Folks, we apologize. If, by, if we uh, comment live, it's because we're watching this game live. Oh, my God, that was a shake. Well, it was a good game until I saw that. I am I am a Cowboys fan. I've been a Cowboys fan for ever since I was a little kid because I always loved Cowboys and Indians, so I just kind of adopted it. So they're my number two team behind my uh, my wonderful Bengals. So I'm, I'm I'm rooting for the Cowboys, but good God, that was a terrible shank by their kicker. Come on, is there a line? The uh, uh, the quarterbacks yeah. have looked uh, looked great tonight. Tom yes, Brady and Dak Prescott kind of throwing the ball around, as you said. Uh, points uh scored so far so we'll see uh we'll see if that uh that trend continues here yeah, the, the, the Dak watch was something that we everybody was looking forward yeah, to because for sure uh, that really gruesome injury he had last year and then he had a shoulder issue that he's been dealing with and i'm impressed he's looked good he hasn't looked scared or timid in the pocket at all yeah. he's been thrown very well he had a couple bad passes but i mean every qb has that during one game so i mean it's to be expected i'm impressed he's doing very well and he's had a clean pocket for the most part tonight so far, which which definitely helps him get get into the rhythm. And yeah, and that's without Zach Martin as well, because Zach Martin's out right. on the COVID IR the COVID, list right now. Exactly, one of their one of their uh, staples on the offensive line is out. They they still yeah. do have a strong a strong offensive line without him, but uh, obviously yeah. he is a a big help when he is. They in. had one of the the best penalties ever called. I love it when they say this. The yeah. uh, the false start, the entire offensive line. I love it. It's it's so funny whenever they say that. That, that <laughs> was the uh, that was the first penalty of the year. 
Yeah, yeah. oh, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, that's so, a, yeah everybody's, young guy is a center, so, I mean, it's going to yeah. happen. But yeah. Everybody's uh, shaking off uh, some rust, and and uh, we're – I'm sure they're ready to get back into game action. I know uh, all the NFL fans are, are ready for uh, game action as uh, – there were over a million bets placed on the game in the night. Ooh, uh, the final line was uh, was Tampa Bay was eight and a half point favorites. Uh, so yep. we'll see. Uh, we'll see how the game progresses I'm, onward. I'm currently working in Indianapolis right now. I'm in a hotel sitting here, so I was able to. I'm in Indiana. Usually, I can't because Ohio does not have the. Sports betting legalized yet, but Indiana does. And I will say that I I picked the Cowboys to cover and I picked the over. Over's not looking too good yet, but what, what was the over under? Crossed. I believe it was fifty one, something like that. It was like fifty one, fifty two. It was in that range. It was pretty high, which was to be expected for this game. But yeah, for sure. Hopefully we got a couple more things going. Is that Ronald Jones? Finally. Was, uh... All right. Anyway. You ready to get things going here, Andrew? Cowboys got the ball back. Turnover. But yes, yes. Let's uh, let's jump into uh, uh, our Fidelt uh, fantasy redraft league, which we had last weekend. Twelve team league, full PPR. Yep. What What were the initial reactions uh, to your team? I like it. I like it a lot, except for my tight end because I got an injured tight end that I don't usually pick because I don't like him. But everywhere else, I'm I'm, I'm pretty pretty liking my team right now. It's, I got most of the guys that I wanted. I was very surprised that I got some of them that they fell to me. But I guess our brothers are stupid and they don't know how to pick a draft. But yeah, I, I'm liking it. I mean, I got I had the first overall pick, so obviously I got Christian McCaffrey. I mean, that was a dead giveaway. It was either gonna be him or Kamara, and I just. I think I, I I believe in McCaffrey. I got my, my QB is Kyler Murray. He slipped to me in like the like fifth round, which I was shocked by because I have a feeling that he could possibly be the number one QB in fantasy this year just because of his running ability and he's got those deep throws. Uh, I got Mixon and Sermon, and yeah, Mixon and Sermon is my other two running backs, which I like Mixon. I think he's gonna. Be very good this week, this year. We'll talk about him a little bit later, possibly as one of my uh, one of my, fa- one of my famous sleepers, maybe oh. or my guys, and we'll see. I bust. Screw off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wide receivers. I got McLaurin, uh, Cooper Cup, uh, Corey Davis, Williams, Pittman, Mooney, and Gage. Uh, as I said, I picked a tight end. I wasn't too happy about getting. I we had a like a rush of tight ends get picked in this league and I kind of got screwed. I waited too long. I stuck with Evan Ingram and he is obviously out this week. So I had to pick up uh, Anthony Ferkser from the Tennessee Titans. So that's going to be a rough one in week one, but overall I like my team. I like, I got, a lot. I got the Colts defense. I was pretty happy about that one. Cause they're going to be really good. How do you feel about yours, Andrew? Yeah. Unlike you, I, uh, so I had picked nine and, and unlike you, you said you, you, um, you you kind of waited on tight ends. You felt like a rush. Well, uh, Travis Kelsey was my first pick. I, I always um every year I tell myself, you know, he, he's one of the guys that that I I, I want to grab. And obviously, mm-hmm. um, you know, it, it's a it's a running back heavy 
when you play fantasy football, it's it's pretty much all about the running backs. Yeah, especially PPR. Uh, and I, I was shot, you know, obviously you you have your own rankings or what whatever, whatnot, but I was kind of shocked to see uh, Travis Kelsey up there that high in the ESPN rankings. He was ranked, I believe, sixth yeah. as the sixth player. And and obviously for a tight end, for any uh, offensive player, not n- not a running back, you know, that's that's pretty rare. But I, I was happy to, to grab him at nine. Yeah, nine, nine, nine or ten will be around the time I would be willing to take. Yeah, that, that's as well. That's so. that's about his place. And of course, that that risk you run is is a running back not being there, you know that you kind of like as your number one back with your next pick. Mm-hmm. But I, I was happy to have Antonio Gibson uh, fall to me. That that could be another uh, person that we're going to talk about later. Touch on. Uh, mm-hmm. I think um, I think with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick now quarterback, um, he he's going to take that next step. Obviously, was very successful last year uh, in Washington, yeah. and uh, so I think he's a player to watch. And and in this league, was uh, was about the only league I I waited on quarterback. You know, in my other three leagues, I have Dak Prescott, and I didn't try to grab Dak Prescott. He just he he was just there, you know, mm-hmm. and and it felt like I had to grab him. Uh, in this league, I waited on quarterback, and I ended up with uh, with uh, your Bengals. Starter Joe Burrow, <laughs> so I'm I'm really hoping that. Speaking of guys that can take he's the next good, step, man, he's gonna be good. I, I almost, I almost picked him as one of my breakouts just because of how hot he started last year. But I'm still a little, little yeah. bit worried about the injury thing because obviously we didn't see him that off that much in the preseason or the three snaps. But if he comes out like he did last season, I he's gonna be really good. So that's a pretty solid pick for you. On that one, let's go, baby! Touchdown, Cowboys. Dak Prescott Amari finds Amari Cooper. Yeah, after fumbling the snap, to, or a little bad snap there as well. He yeah, yeah, shows his resilience. I like uh, it. And like I like said, uh, Dax Dax looked pretty good coming into the drive. I think he was like seventeen to twenty-two with the touchdown. He adds a touchdown there. Um, and then back to my back to my team real quick. Uh, followed up with DeAndre Swift. We we were talking before we got on. Uh, he could be a hit or miss type of guy. He has a lot of potential, especially in PPR, but the health is, is scary. Uh, my third running back is Daryl Henderson. And eh, kind of man on him. He might be a guy we mentioned later. And, uh, but yeah, Oh my God, Zerline. He, he missed, missed another, extra point. He missed the extra oh point so he's missed, uh, he's missed a field goal and an extra point, leaving four points on the board. They're going to be picking up a kicker this week. <laughs> 14 to 13 in favor of the Buccaneers. Son of a bitch. Um, and, and just just quick wrap up. I I think I was fi- uh, projected to finish fifth. Obviously, the projections don't mean. Oh, I didn't even think. I forgot to look at that. Final the final standings projection that has me uh, projected to finish fifth in a 12 team league, which which I, I honestly I'm not I'm not mad at. You know, that's kind of you know. I mean, you'd, you'd like to be up near the top more, but... <laughs> I'm one above you. Fourth. Are you? I am projected as fourth, yep. Wow, draft mean? day? They had me at eight? And and after and right before this game started, they I got moved up. I'll take it. Wow. All right. Who is, who is, who is team team? They're, they're first right now. Who is, that would be... Uh, 
Oh God! <laughs> God. <laughs> oh, it's Mason Rice. God, yeah, he did have Mason a really good draft. I was impressed by that one. He drafted. Didn't he, he drafted like three, three or four quarterbacks? Didn't he? Something like that, I think. Uh, he's got two. No, he does have three. Yeah, he does have three. He's yeah. got Josh Allen, Tom. Oh, wow, Josh Allen and Tom Brady. Yeah. God damn, and Matt Ryan as well. He's got. I mean, he's got a pretty damn good team. I'm. Yeah, I could see why he's. Why he's top. It's gonna be a tight league. This one usually is. It's a twelve team, like you said. It's it's a pretty deep benches, but it's usually a pretty competitive one. This one's obviously for money. I believe this one was twenty five dollars buy in. I would have liked it to be a little yeah. bit more, but yeah, you know, it's a bunch of college kids. And, you know, and that's so. the thing is like uh, you get in the three or four leagues, and you you look at your bank account and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm only in four. I'm in four. I I was. I was only in three, and then last night I got a buddy text me and asked me if I wanted to fill one of the last remaining spots in his league. And it happens to be a league of a bunch of guys I went to high school with that were a year above me. And he was like, hey, you want to be in this draft tonight at 730? I was like, well, all right. He texted me at like 5 o'clock. I'll do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Jumped in that real quick to make my fourth one. That's it was probably my best draft of the season, too, so I'm pretty happy about that one. But Real quick, what, what the hell happened to make you jump four spots? <laughs> Before the game, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't say, but I don't know. <laughs> and somebody got hurt, or I, I, who fuck knows? But <laughs> I'll take it. I was a little shocked when I saw that too, because I, yeah. I don't, I, I honestly have no idea. I don't know. It doesn't. I wish it would tell you, like why. But shit. Um, I mean, looking at my team, nobody's. I mean, he's gotten hurt. Or yeah. yeah. I haven't added any. The only person I added was Ferkser. I dropped Pollard to pick up Ferkser for because of losing Evan Ingram. But no, no. I mean, nobody else had anybody else on their team's got hurt. I have no idea. Not, it's weird. I like it though. No way. I know. I know. I'm a little ahead of you, but uh, God. Oh, baby, let's go. That's a ball that Leonard Fournette should have caught. Five or I'll, six seconds in front of me, so I don't freak out before I do. Let's go, baby. Off of oh, they, they got to they convert this. I got four minutes left. They got to convert this. Easy. Who, who oh, what a beauty. I'm, I'm a little upset because I have, I have Tom Brady in one of my leagues. So that hurts me a little yeah. bit, but i love to see it for the Cowboys. Yeah, like I said, I, I have uh, Mike Evans in one league. I'm, I'm, I would like to see him get a little bit more involved. Uh Speaking of, of uh, players that might be a little bit more involved this year, do you have any uh, sleepers, players flying under the radar? It could I be do. sneaky, I do. sneaky good. So I have three guys. Three guys. It was hard, it was hard thinking about sleepers. I've been thinking about this all day while I was yeah. sitting at work about who my, my sleepers would be because there's, there's a lot of candidates this year. I mean, there's a lot of guys who are just kind of flying under the radar. And my first one. I've been drafting him a lot lately mm-hmm. because he is being, I mean, just, and I mean, it's like, it's offensive, honestly, how low he's been getting drafted this year and all the drafts that I've done. And that is Raheem Mostert. JK Dobbins. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Raheem Mostert last year. I mean, yeah, he's, he's an injury prone guy. It's, it's kind of hard. He was running out of his mind last year when he was yeah. actually on the field He's one of those guys that can break off for a 80-yard touchdown run out of nowhere because he's that just that good and that fast. Oh, he's out of bounds. Damn it, don't get yep. uh, The 49ers, 
they're known for their running game. That's what they love yeah. to do. They just run, 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 smash mouth football. Raheem Moster is – he looks healthy. He looked healthy in the preseason. He looks healthy in the offseason. I think he is set to have a super, super good season. And like I said, he is being – I mean, just – seventh, eighth, ninth rounds, which is ridiculous for a running back one. I think he is set to possibly oh make my. the top five. And what happened? Don't say that. Oh, my. Oh, oh Jesus. Yeah. That's why. Okay. <laughs> and the smash down. Should have been. Yeah, and he took his helmet off. He was going to throw it. We apologize, everybody, for all our other plays, but this is this is, this is tough. We're watching the game. It's We, we were going to record earlier, but I got stuck at work pretty late, so we kind of got screwed now for another record during the game, but Anyway, yeah, my first sleeper, Raheem Mostert. My second sleeper is playing in this game, and he's proving proving me right and picking him as a sleeper. I picked him before this game started, so I will say that. Antonio Brown. He yeah. came onto the team late last year, and I think he was one of those pivotal pieces in the, uh, the championship run. Uh, a lot of people see him as the, the third-string wide receiver on this team behind Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. Oh, my God, Chris Erlein made it. He made a, hey, he made a field goal. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of people see him as the third string, but I think he has that that deep ball prowess, and he just is able to get off of his defender so easily, like it's nothing. And, and Tom Brady seems to have a re- pretty good connection with him. And like I said tonight, he's already I think what, what four for four receptions for seventy something yards. So he's he's proving me right that he's going to be a sleeper this year, being drafted fairly late in around the fourth or fifth round, which is it's pretty late for a high class wide receiver as himself, but. Antonio Brown is my second sleeper. And my third and final sleeper this year is the New York Jets wide receiver, Corey Davis. A lot of people are just overlooking him because of moving to the pitiful Jets, having a rookie quarterback. But Corey Davis is going to be – I mean, he's the wide receiver one on that team. He's hes a Really, really good wide receiver. He was overshadowed by AJ Brown last year, but I mean, he's no slouch. I guess he's going to be the cube, the wide receiver one, so he's going to get those targets. Um, yes, he has a rookie, a rookie. I said rookie, a rookie quarterback, yeah. but Zach Wilson is known for throwing the ball. He's not known as being a running quarterback because he's so small. He's known for throwing the ball. He has those magical throws, like the the sidearm you saw before the draft, I think he's going to, he's going to be pretty damn good. And he's, and like I said, Corey Davis is going to get those targets, which in like a PPR league, the targets mean a lot. And he's been going in like the eighth or ninth round, which is unbelievable. I've gotten him in almost all of my drafts and I'll, I'll be talking about him a little bit later, but I think Corey Davis is set to have a hell of a season as the wide receiver one. And now with Jameson Crowder being out as well, that just opens up even more targets. So, yeah, my three sleepers are Raheem Mostert, Antonio Brown, and Corey Davis. Andrew, I want to hear who your sleepers are. My my first two sleepers, uh, I guess, have a little bit of a caveat, I guess. Depends on how much they play, but I think they will play, which is why I'm picking them as a sleeper. It's the uh, two, two of the rookie quarterbacks this year, Justin Fields and Trey Lance. I think, I don't know if they, they'll be classified as a sleeper. Uh, 
midway through the season. It depends when they take over, but I think mm-hmm. they, they elevate their teams to new heights that, uh, you know, um, their current quarterbacks don't have. There's Antonio Brown. Yep, and I was going to say, look at that. There's my sleeper, Antonio Brown, with a long-ass touchdown pass. I like it. And and the over is now looking pretty good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. <laughs> Bring me my money. Because now, because there's still two and a half minutes left, so let's see if Dak has an answer. Wow, what a turn right there. Jesus Christ, right. what a turn. Hel- held him to a field goal, and then 30 seconds, get the nice kick off return. And that is why they were couple Super plays Bowl later. champions last year. Yep. God damn. Anyway, sorry, continue. Yeah, another another one of my sleepers uh, is in San Francisco as well, it, Trey Sermon. Uh, oh, yes. I, I think uh, you, you touched on Mostert, but I think Trey Sermon could find himself in a position to have a pretty big workload here at some point uh, in the regular season. He's a he can be a workhorse back. I mean, he he could he could potentially be a three down back for them. It was at Ohio State, and and he could have some success in PPR leagues touching the football. Um, so I like that one. Yeah, he's he's one of mine as well. And he's, he's up, one I, he's one that I tried to target most of my drafts. A yeah. lot of them I got him stolen, but I I agree. I think he's especially with uh, Mostert's injury reports. Um, he's had a lot of them over the years. Sermon could be up there. I like that. I like that one, Andrew. I like it. Um, and then the last one to uh, to wrap up is uh, is Marquez Callaway, the uh, the Saints mm. wide receiver. Uh, I had a lot of talk about him uh, in the preseason. Uh, him and Jameis seem to have a nice connection. Uh, good deep ball thread. I think he'll with Michael Thomas out for the first six, seven weeks, whatever he is. Uh, he'll see a lot of the targets as well. Um, so I think uh, I think that's a nice little value there. I ended up picking him in the last round of our dynasty draft. And I think mm-hmm. he'll um, yep. I think he'll he'll shoot up, you know, some some uh, not not some draft boards, but in terms of you know getting points and, and the and the overall production uh, will be there for Marcus Callaway. I like that one. That's that's a very that's a very big sleeper on nobody even really knows who he is because he's yep. not really had a name in the NFL since, until now. I like it. Yeah, for sure. All right, moving on. Now, we just talked about our fantasy sleepers, who are guys who are kind of flying under the radar, who we think are going to be sneaky good. Now we're going to talk about our fantasy breakouts, who are players who in the past years have been, you know, iffy, okay. We think this year they're going to be – absolute studs they're going to take that leap and break out this year and be fantasy studs so andrew i want to hear yours first who are your breakout players this year my uh, my first one is uh is tj hawkinson second year tight end um third third year third year year. um now you could potentially question will his value drop a little bit with with uh with jared goff as his quarterback instead of Matthew Stafford. I think just, it's a yes, not a thought. <laughs> yeah, okay. Just looking at his uh, his stats from, from last year, uh, he had 67 catches on 101 targets last year. Compared to 2019, he had 32 uh, catches on 59 targets. So you could already say that he, he, he might already had his breakout, but I think – 
I think he's going to even take that next level because it, who else? Who else in Detroit is there? I mean, New yeah, New I was going to say they lost. They lost Galladay, and yeah, I mean, he's honestly he's going to be their number and, one target. Yeah, and and Marvin Jones Jr. is not there anymore. He's in Jacksonville. Yep. So, I who mean, even is their wide receiver one? I don't even. Yeah, and I, I couldn't tell you. It's like Amra St. Brown. Like I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I couldn't I tell you. He, I think, I think, I honestly think he might be it. And that's the thing is like, still gonna have to find ways to score. You know, you're gonna find ways to get points, and and I, I think he'll be the the recipient of, you know, the the I guess the more target shares and. And less less weapons there. I think he'll he'll step up. Yeah, I like that one. And yeah, golf is going to be a step down from Stafford. But I mean, when you're the only target on the field, yeah, it, it doesn't matter how much of a step down it is. You're going to get those balls. And then uh, my next one is uh, is Antonio Gibson. Uh, and then I, now obviously he, he he didn't have a down year last year. He was he was very productive. But I think. Uh, I think having a, a surefire quarterback, I mean, that's obviously going to help anybody. You know, he, he went from, you know, Alex Smith to Dwayne Haskins to Taylor Hankey, you know, and he was still super productive. And now being the, I guess they still have J.D. McKissick there, but I feel like he's, he's now, there were questions coming into his rookie year. Is he going to be, uh, can he be the lead back? Can he be, you know, the number one guy, and I think he's proven that mm-hmm. now in his rookie year. So I think, um, so I think this year he's definitely going to uh, to continue to grow and continue to take that next step. And you know, as I mentioned earlier with the 12 team draft, he's my number one running back, and I do and I do feel comfortable with that. Uh, I think you know he's he's in a position in Washington as well to to uh, you know get some targets in the passing game. And plenty of uh, red zone opportunities as well. Yeah, I like it. And then, and then one more real quick that we didn't talk about. I, I, I want to mention. Uh, I think J- Jacoby Myers uh, from the from uh, the Patriots uh, could could be a decent uh, a decent uh, breakout guy. Just because, again, same thing with Hawkinson is you know who who's going to get all the targets there and. Uh, he and Cam Newton see, seem to have a, a good connection. Obviously, Cam's not there anymore. It's Mac Jones now. Uh, so we'll see Which what honestly, happens. I think it's going to help Myers with them more. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I agree. And so I think he's another guy that can uh, can take that leap. I, be a, I like the pick. So Hawkinson, Antonio Gibson, and Jacoby Myers. Yep. How about you? Yeah. What, what do you have? So I had three as well. My first one is the – Darnell Mooney. Last year, he kind of mm-hmm. he had a he had an okay season in his first year in the NFL with Mitch Trubisky and Foles and all them throwing in the ball. But now he's got to step up the QB. He's got my guy Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, throwing the ball temporarily until Justin Fields takes over. But he's I mean he's going to take a step up. He's got Allen Robinson in front of him, who's an aging vet. He's still good, but. I think Darnell Mooney's going to take that next step. Andy Dalton loves to throw to his wide receivers. He's proven in, in years past that he can produce multiple fantasy wide receivers with uh, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, uh, Marvin Jones for a little while in there. 
uh, those guys. He he proved that he can he can allow to have multiple fantasy relevant wide receivers. And Darnell Mooney has the capabilities of really stepping up and taking a larger role in that offense. Uh, their run game is iffy with David Montgomery, so I think they're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Their, their defense isn't as good as recent years, so I feel like they're going to be coming from behind a lot, which means throwing the ball more. And their tight end is Cole Komet. I mean, he's he's okay. He's not one of like the top tight ends, but he's not awful. So I think the two main targets are going to be Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. And then Allen Robinson's going to get that number one corner on his team, so that leaves Darnell Mooney to take all those uh, targets away from him. So my first one's Darnell Mooney. My second one is another wide receiver. It is Michael Pittman Jr., the Colts wide receiver. Uh, I think he's got a, I believe, a step up in QB this year. I like Phillip Rivers. He's obviously an NFL or a Hall of Fame quarterback, but I mean, last year he was getting old. He wasn't throwing the ball as well as he used to. Uh, I think Carson Wentz is going to come in here, fresh start, get out of that hole that he was in in Philly. And I think he's going to be throwing the ball a lot. Uh, obviously, JTT, Jonathan Taylor, is going to be taking a lot of those balls away from him with the run game and in targets. But with the injury to T.Y. Hilton, I think that's going to raise the stock of Michael Pittman a lot. Uh, he's going to be that number one wide receiver. I think he's going to beat out Zach Pascal for that job. And there's really nobody else on the Colts except for Zach Pascal and Pittman to take the ball. I mean, they got Morale Cox in there, but uh, Pittman's going to be that number one wide receiver on the team. So I think he's going to take a step up this year in that one. Yeah, we. I mean, we saw a lot of his skill last year. And like you said, yeah. with the uh, Rivers uh, who didn't necessarily throw a lot of deep balls because he, he – you know, his motion, it still amazes me how Phillip Rivers was a quarterback for how, how long <laughs> he was with, with his. But, yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, uh, you know, I think with Wentz there, he, he's going to have some – and, as you mentioned, the uh, the targets as well. I think it's a great candidate for, for mm-hmm. a breakout point. And then my third and final breakout this year is a rookie. It is Najee Harris from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, I said in the last podcast that I think that Najee Harris has the potential to be the number one running back this year in the NFL. And, I mean, this just stands by that. He's coming in there to the Pittsburgh Steelers who like to run the ball because they have a lot of weapons on the outside of the wide receivers but they just they love to run the ball. That's that's who Mike Tomlin is. He's always been a run-first, smash-mouth uh, coach. And Najee Harris is coming in there, and he's the lead back. Mm-hmm. There's nobody behind him. He's going to be getting all the runs. He's a very good running back at catching the ball in the backfield and taking it for long runs. He can break out for those long 50-, 60-yard touchdown runs. He can also run up the middle and just absolutely plow through defensive lines. I think that Najee Harris is going to possibly be a top three, top four fantasy running back this year with the possibilities that lay in front of him being the lead stealer running back. It's my three breakouts, Darnell Mooney, Michael Pittman Jr., Najee Harris. Bingo. Yeah, I, I agree on Najee as well. Cause like, 
I mean, they still have Benny Snell there, but they talk about uh, they talk about Najee just being on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. And and obviously, if you're on the field, you, you're more uh, likely to get targets. And and obviously, the the balls and uh, the running back scenes quite a bit. And it, you mentioned the skill, that you know, speed, power. It's a, it's a great combination, and he he, he literally fits the Steelers uh, very well. It's, yeah. It was a need for them. So it's a good fit, and I think they're they're gonna uh, know how to use them. So, I agree. All right, our next topic, our fantasy busts, or as some would see it as like the overrated players, but the people that we see as like being drafted high or being seen to be stars this year, and that they're just not gonna live up to the hype. So I'll go ahead and start this one out. My first one is playing tonight, and another guy that is. <laughs> Proving me correct because he's been on the field for, I think, like two, three plays tops, and his first run of the game is a fumble. And that is Ronald Jones. Yeah. Ronald Jones in fantasy drafts is being drafted as the Tampa Bay uh, running back one, which, I mean, obviously it was hard to tell who it was going to be because Ronald Jones was the lead back all year and was running well up until the playoffs when they put in playoff Lenny and Leonard Fournette, and he just kind of took over. So nobody could really tell who it was going to be, but he was still being drafted fairly high as the running back one for this team. And I just, I didn't see it happening. I think Leonard Fournette's a better baller. I think Giovanni Bernard is going to come in and take those passing down uh, reps away from Arnold Jones because he demands it. He's a good running back. I think that Ronald Jones being drafted as the number one, but I think realistically he's going to be the number three on this team. And like I said, he's proven that tonight. <laughs> he ain't doing shit. So Ronald yeah, Jones yeah, is one and, of my two. And, and, you know, when I, when I kind of went into fantasy drafts, I, I was kind of a, a situation that I wanted to stay away from. And mm-hmm. obviously we kind of talked about it, how, you know, running backs are few and far between. So maybe you, you grab one of those two and hoping that somebody gets injured. Obviously, we don't hope for injuries, but, you know, maybe fantasy purposes we do. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that was a situation that I just – I didn't want to go anywhere near because I, I had Ronald Jones uh, near the end of last year, and you just never knew who was going to get what type of carries. And I do think yeah. Leonard Fournette is the better back. So Yeah, and with the offense that Bruce Arians runs, I mean, he's a throw first just air it out all the time coach. So that's not really a whole lot of opportunities for the running back, but Ronald Jones is my first. My second bust is Kenny Galladay for the New York giants. Uh, my, my leading backing to this is, wow, that was a God awful attempt at a kick. Jesus Christ. Get rid of his line. Uh, sorry, but uh, 60 yeah. yards. For 60 yards. <laughs> yeah. Well, first off, why would you attempt from 60 yards? Second off, what was that? It was terrible. <laughs> God, I have a feeling they're going to be going to the free agency market for a kicker this week. But uh, anyway, Kenny Galladay. My first and most major argument for this is Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is a horrible quarterback. He's proved that he's terrible. All he does is fumble the ball and throw interceptions. Uh, I mean, he, I just I don't believe that he can throw the ball to Kenny Galladay as much as he needs it. I, he doesn't have to throw it accurate enough. Yes, Kenny Galladay can get up there and get the ball, but I, just, I don't think that he, uh, Daniel Jones can produce a 
wide receiver one and fantasy numbers. Uh, I think that he got paid a lot in the offseason. I think it's just so much hype over how well he played with the Lions, with Matthew Stafford throwing the ball. He's going into a wide receiver room that's already got a couple not huge names, but not small name guys in there like Sterling Shepard and uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he kind of broke out last year. I can't remember his uh, name. Dar- for Slayton? Slayton. Slayton? Yes, Darius Slayton. He's got Darius Slayton and Sterling Shepard in there who are going to demand some targets. Uh, Evan Ingram is also there when he gets back from injury. They got Saquon Barkley. They're going to be a run first team. Have that kind of talent, not utilize it. Uh, Barkley is also very good at catching the ball in the backfield or catching the ball on those little short routes. So I just I think Kenny Galladay is being hyped up as the star-studded wide receiver, getting paid that much and going into a team to be that star. I just think it's not going to happen. Daniel Jones can't produce, and there's just too many other weapons around him. I just I think he's going to be more of like a wide receiver two number-wise this year, and in his case, that's a bust in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, again, the I mentioned the uh, just staying away from the Tampa running back situation. I, I'd stay away from the uh, New York Giants wide receiver situation. Uh, just not – they don't have a clear number one, and maybe Galladay steps up to be their clear number one. Uh, but as you mentioned, and maybe a healthy Barkley – Changes a few things, but take it back. Take it back. Oh, damn it. Oh, he tripped. Son of a bitch. Ah, sorry, buddy. Uh, they just went for the Buccaneers just went for a Hail Mary pass at the end of the half, and the Cowboys Eddie, intercepted it see, and ran it back he, about 60, 70 yards, and he got tripped up. You see, Eddie oh. stole it from he stole an interception from his teammate, too. Yeah, he did. He pulled it right out of his hands. Something to see from that play, though. God damn, Brady still has an arm. He launched that sucker. He's, that was high. That was he's a beautiful. Incredible. He's incredible. I mean, he, do he does have two interceptions this this half, but none of them were his fault. I mean, yeah, that one. I mean, that was that was kind of a dumb play call in my opinion. In my opinion, they should have just taken it. Yeah, taken it in and nailed it. But yeah, that kind of screwed me on that one. I didn't even think about that shit. That was an interception. Yeah. <laughs> I get too excited because I'm a Cowboys fan. That kind of screwed me. God damn it. Uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, I've been burned by Daniel Jones too many times. I drafted him. I didn't draft him. But I picked him up for agency two years ago, and because he had a couple of good games, and then he just absolutely screwed me in the year, the games after that. So I just, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't believe in him. But yeah, Ronald Jones and Kenny Galladay, those are my two busts. Who you got, Andrew? I want to see it. I've got, uh, I've got some running backs on my list. You know, we we talk about how important they are, and you feel like you you got to reach for these for these guys and. And there's obviously some hype on these guys is the reason they're being uh, taken as high as they are. My first one is, uh, is Josh Jacobs. Now this guy, I guess we kind of saw it at the end of last year. It's like, I mean, he, he's obviously, or he, he was like the lead guy. They signed Kenyon Drake now. So who knows if his uh, workload will be cut. Uh, he, he does you know, get a fair, fair amount of carries, but he's just not, uh, he's just not productive with them. And the Raiders, uh, uh, kind of a a sneaky under the radar thing here is the Raiders lost, uh, three starting offensive linemen, either to trade or or free agency. Mm -hmm. So I think 
I, I, I mean, that'll definitely affect uh, how the running back plays, right? So, and and we know that uh, John Gruden loves Derek Carr. Uh, so, will they throw the ball more? Will they have time? Will they have time? Will, will how will the offense look with a new uh, new offensive line? Uh, Josh Jacobs is the guy, you know, the for t- being taken as a for sure running back too. Uh, it, it's just a kind of a sketchy situation uh, for me. And I, I definitely think he, he'll uh, underperform. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that one. I mean, yeah, obviously Kenyon Drake coming in, a former running back one for the Arizona Cardinals. I think that's definitely going to take away some targets – or, sorry, some reps from Josh Jacobs. Uh, like you said, uh, Gruden really likes Derek Carr, and they got some weapons for them with uh, rugs and <laughs> flying under the radar, Hunter Renfro. And there's so they got some targets to throw for it. And yeah, I agree. I just Josh Jacobs, he's been a stud in years past, but he's ever since his rookie season, he's been slowly digressing in how well he's been playing and how well he's been producing. So I, I like that pick as a bust danger. I like it. And my, my next one, uh, sticking with the running back theme is uh, Daryl Henderson. Now, I. I obviously pick, I picked him in one of my drafts because, I again, I felt like, you know, I felt like I had to take a, a running back that could potentially get some volume, but the, the key word there is could. I mean, he signed Sony Michelle, and you, you don't really know how Sean McVay is, gonna, is going to use running backs. Uh, every week that we thought Daryl Henderson was going to be, like, the lead guy, it ended up being Malcolm Brown. Uh, Malcolm Brown is obviously gone now. He's in Miami, but uh, like I just said, they signed uh, Sonny Michelle, uh, and he's he's you know he he's being drafted you know pretty high, and and I think there are a lot of uh, expectations on him now that I just don't know that he can you know fully live up to. As I mean, I hope he does. I hope that uh, uh, I hope that he does. And and I picked him up last year in one of our drafts, and it seemed like you know. I started him, he got three points. I sat him, he got 20. And, and maybe that's just on me for having a bad read. But, again, that kind of goes back into the point of you just don't know how Sean McVay is going to use running backs. Yeah. This one, I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with things you're backing it up with. Yes, he's kind of like a hit or miss. And then Sean McVay is a hit or miss with the way he calls plays. He likes to air it out. Sometimes, sometimes he likes to run the ball, but I do think that Daryl Henderson has the possibilities in front of him to take a leap and be very good. Uh, if he can stay on the field and stay healthy, he's got the abilities. He's not really known for catching the ball, so if he does do a touchdown high ability, but yeah, he does – I'd, I'd have to agree that he does have the possibility to be a huge bust. It's, it's either going to be a boom or a bust for Henderson. I don't think he's going to stay in the middle. I think it's either going to be a super good season or it's just going to be a terrible season. So I'd have to agree with that one. Yeah, for sure. And then just just one quick uh, guy I wanted to mention. Uh, could be – I'm kind of on the fence with him still. Is Mike Davis. Uh, he's obviously going to be the guy in Atlanta now. Uh, and he was the guy last year with McCaffrey out. And we saw some, some uh, obviously some potential, some big games from him. Uh, I would just like to see him be a little bit more consistent. 
Uh, he should be a three down back there. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, he's, he's being drafted and I think like the, like the fifth, you know, fifth, sixth round. And, you know, I, I think, I think there's some other players there that, that uh, present better value than, than Mike Davis. But, you know, like I said, hopefully he proves me wrong and he is a three down back there, but that would yeah. be my final potential bust of the year. Yeah. I like that one. I like that. And they're known, they're known for throwing the ball a lot down there too. So yeah. the running backs you typically don't get a lot of. Yeah. Lot of I mean, that's a pie. That is, that is open season for a big bust in the wider or the running back room there. Yeah. I mean, it, it feels like for, for an Atlanta running back to have value, they need to score a touchdown. You know, like Todd Gurley ended up scoring quite a few touchdowns, which, uh, you know, gave him a little bit of value, but he didn't He didn't have many yards. He didn't have many catches in the past game. Yeah. So. And that, that unfortunately, it seems like a, a place for ex-star running backs to just go and die, honestly, yeah. <laughs> in yeah. Atlanta. Like, uh, Devonta, is it, De- it was Devonta Freeman. Freeman. Yeah, yeah, Devonta Freeman was there, and he just – he kind of went there at the end of his career and died. Todd Gurley went there at the end of his career and died. So I think Mike Davis, I mean, he obviously hasn't had a star career, but last year he kind of came out of the works when McCaffrey right. got hurt. And, but he's at towards the end of his aging and went to Atlanta to die. <laughs> I mean, it's just yeah. how it goes, yeah. honestly. Yeah, it's, for sure. It's what it is. Up next, we have what we are calling our guys. Uh, this is getting – this is off of a segment that the Fantasy Footballers podcast do with their My Guys – or just changing it up a little bit. And these are guys that we see as like, we see them as our favorites to have a really good fantasy season. Uh, it's guys that we've been drafting a lot this year in our fantasy drafts. Uh, it's just the guys that they're, they're our guys. <laughs> they're the ones that we believe in the most. Yeah. And, and uh, for guys this year in fantasy. for, for, uh, do you want to start? Me to start? Do you want to start? Or do you want me to? You go. Uh, I, you want I, me to, you I, think yeah. about it still? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> I, no, I got him. But I, you go. All right, I'll go. So I have three of them. Uh, one of them I've already talked about, so I'll run through him real quick. That's Corey Davis. Uh, I told, like I said, he's going to be. He is the wide receiver one on that team. Uh, I have faith that he's going to get all those targets and that those targets are going to be accurate and well-thrown. So I've been drafting him. I think I have him in three out of my four leagues. Uh, so my first guy is Corey Davis. Uh, my second one near and dear to my heart is Joe Mixon. Uh, last year, obviously he was injured uh, early. So he was out for most of the season, which kind of screwed him in his draft capital. Uh, Joe Mixon is up there and he's going to be taking basically every single snap for the Bengals. Uh, Giovanni Bernard is gone. So he's no longer going to be stealing those reps from him. Uh, his backup currently is Samaje P. Ryan. He's good back, but he's not good enough to be taking balls away from Joe Mixon. Uh, he is a full three down back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield and out in front. Uh, he can run, Around the line of scrimmage for big gains, he can run straight through uh, hard nose runs. Uh, I, I've been drafting him everywhere, not only because he's a Bengal, but because I believe that he is set to take a huge leap this year and possibly be 
a top three, top four running back. He has that ability and he has the opportunity in front of him, just like Alvin Kamara and Christian McCaffrey and Davin Cook, like those guys who catch the ball and run the ball. They're true three down backs. I think Joe Mixon is a true three down back. And I just, I think he is set to go very far this year. I have him in two out of my four. I was unlucky in a couple that he got stolen right before me. I wish I could have had him in all four of mine. Uh, he was falling usually around like the mid to early second round in most drafts. So I was able to get him around there, but my second guy that I believe in this year is Joe Mixon. Yeah. And my third one who is either going undrafted or is falling to the like 14th, 15th round in your drafts is Russell Gage from the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver. Um, like we just said earlier that the Falcons are a throw first team. Their defense is atrocious, so they are just throwing the ball coming from behind constantly. And Russell Gage last year, he was fantasy relevant. He wasn't the star, obviously. He was catching balls. He was catching touchdowns. Uh, he likes to go deep, uh, get those big gains. Uh, he has a lot more opportunity this year with Julio Jones being gone. That's a lot of targets to give up. Yes, Kyle Pitts is there, and most people see Kyle Pitts as a wide receiver, but he's a rookie. He's still got to get acclimated. He's going to be in there as a tight end, so he's going to be blocking. He's going to be making the short routes. Uh, Calvin Ridley is going to be there as the wide receiver one, taking that top cornerback and taking those like main routes. I think Russell Gage has a big opportunity to get all those deep balls, to get the uh, big-time touchdowns, and just get a lot more targets and a lot more opportunity than he did last year. And like I said, if you can get a guy like that with that much opportunity in the 14th, 15th, like the last rounds of your draft, that's that's huge opportunity there. And I've gotten him in every single one of my drafts except for one where our guy Griffin stole him from me right before I was about to pick him. <sighs> Pissed me off. I'm like, no other because I want him so bad. But He, he did that to you at a – a couple times in that. Uh, yeah, yeah, he stole he stole my guys a couple of times, and one of them was Russell Gage. But yeah, so those are my guys: Corey Davis, Joe Mixon, and Russell Gage. All right, Andrew. Now it's your time to shine. Let me I, hear it. I think the the one guy you know we were talking a little bit uh, before, and one guy that just kind of kind of like popped into my head was uh, Robert Woods. Um, okay. I think. So I've got him in two leagues, and we talked about how T.J. Hawkinson uh, could see some uh, a decline maybe with Jared Goff. I think, you know, that they got swapped one for one. So I think Robert Woods could see a increase with Matt Stafford at quarterback. Uh, I think he Matthew Stafford is a perfect fit for that Sean McVay offense. They're going to throw the ball a whole lot. And yeah, I mean, I think he's just going to be, he's going to be not, he might be the number one there. I mean, obviously they got Cooper Cup. He, and I don't know if he can be a number one fantasy wide receiver. I think he could be fringe number one, but he's going to be a solid number two with potential to be a number one with the up production this year. Another, yeah, another, and then another one. Uh, I mentioned earlier I try and grab Travis Kelsey every time. 
just because tight ends are, I mean, you obviously have Darren Waller and George Kittle. Those are the top three. And then, uh, you know, rounds out with maybe a Mark Andrews or a TJ Hawkinson. But, I mean, other than that, it's tight end is a, it's like the catcher position in fantasy baseball. You know, it's just few and far between. So I try and grab a guy like a Travis Kelsey who is just going to be peppered with targets uh, in that Kansas City offense. He's like a number one wide receiver uh, at the tight end position. Um, yeah, I mean, there's just not much, much, really much more to say about him. I mean, you had him yeah. last year, right? And Yep, and it was a godsend. Felt <laughs> it's like so was... nice being able to just plug and play him every single yeah. week and not have to worry about it. He's going to throw up 20-plus points every week. And just that kind of that kind of opportunity to have at your tight end position where it's you're used to guys getting like 10 or 11, just hoping yeah. for a touchdown. I mean, having a guy can go up there and throw up 20 and basically win your tight end battle every single week is something that you just have to be able to – if you have the opportunity to take him, take him. Yeah, for sure, and that and that's what I was gonna mention is like you blink and he's got twenty points, you yeah. know, and and like I said, you don't really have to worry about it, and like an like an off week for him, an, an off week for him is like ten or eleven points, which is still from the fan, from a tight end position, very productive, you know, week in fantasy. Yeah, the, fantasy. the connection between him and Pat Mahomes is it's proven. It's second to none. It is, yeah. yeah, it's I mean they're like they're on the same page twenty four seven. It's unreal. And he's it just always seems to be open, always at the right times. I mean, it's it's unreal. And then and then another guy that I that I I'm always high on it every year, and I don't I don't always uh, end up with him, but I, I like to try and target him as uh as Austin Eckler. I I hope that he I hope that he stays healthy this year. Obviously, now there's like a report that he had had a hamstring issue. Yeah, seems to be it seems to be a full go for week one. I had him last I, – well, I traded for him after losing Saquon. Well, I guess I lost Saquon in, in week two and and then lost Eckler. I think it was week three. So it was just a brutal, <laughs> brutal team for me uh, last year. But I hope he stays healthy because you talk about Mixon being a uh, surefire three-down back. I think he can be that and getting peppered with targets in the past game. I think I saw something on Twitter the other day. He's got, like, the most – most yards from scrimmage in like the last two years, like he might be top three. I know Kamara was in there, but I mean, it's just crazy how, how involved he is in the offense, obviously he yeah. with his skill set. So, so I think, you know, that obviously helps him. And, and I think he's, he's definitely, I mean, you hope he's a plug and play guy because when he is on the field, you know, he's another 20 point guy. You just hope that he can stay on the field. Yeah. Eckler is one of those like sneaky, really, really good, running yeah. backs where he gets he's the three down back he gets the ball thrown to him a lot and then he has those big breakout playabilities uh the latest update on him though is he was off on the sideline at practice today so he was not suited up not running plays at all so it's not looking good for him to be out on the field uh this sunday he's he has the ability to go out there and just get that 20 points like nothing so hopefully he gets he gets better quick uh fun fact about austin eckler he is actually really really big into fantasy football he plays it himself yeah, he's I in a couple that. leagues and he actually like pays attention to it and looks for it so that's that's a good attribute to have in a running back where he knows that people are relying on him 
to get those fantasy points, to get those extra few yards, to get that touchdown and uh, catch those extra balls. So he's going to be trying even harder just because he's like into fantasy football, unlike most players who just don't care about it. So that's just a little, little tip of information for people to know about. Cause I mean, it's not going to be like a huge difference maker, but to have that thought in the back of your head, like, Hey, he knows that like this extra caught ball would be a whole extra point or a couple few yards will help a lot. So that's just, that's just something to think about, but I, I like your guys, Andrew. This sounds like a, like a pretty good three. I think it'd be, be a little interesting to put a, like my three versus your three. Yeah, see just, how, it goes at the end see of the how they do. Yeah. I mean, obviously it's kind of unfair. You pick Travis Kelsey. <laughs> God yeah, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I think I should have the opportunity to get like a fourth person. Yeah, to get that, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think it's, it's, uh, I like, I like the six guys we chose. I think all of them have the opportunity to have big seasons and it's going to look good. Let's move on to our, our final segment here for this podcast. It's so we can uh, finish this up and watch the end of this really, really good game. Uh, we're just going to run through the matchups for this week. Uh, some of them we'll just mention real quick and not really say anything about it. A couple we'll stop and, and talk about them for a little bit. Uh, just the, the really important games. Some of them are a little rough looking, so we don't really need to talk about them a whole lot. Uh, we'll start with this game. You don't want to uh, spend a ha- you don't want to spend a half hour on the Jaguars Texans. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know about that one. We'll, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck no. I'm not talking about no goddamn Jags and Texans. Uh, we'll we'll start with this game. We already talked about it a little bit, so uh, we'll just we'll give our thoughts on the uh, what we think the final score is going to be. Uh, my my thoughts. I think it's going to be. Let's say. 42 to 35 Woo. Tampa Bay, right? Currently it is the uh, start of the third quarter. There's 13 minutes left. It's 21, 16 Tampa Bay. I believe it's, I'm going to say 32 or sorry, 42 to 35 Tampa Bay, which I don't like because I want to see my Cowboys win, but it's just going to be hard to beat them. So 42, 35. What do you think, Andrew? So the guys and I were talking about this at work today and, and true. Two guys that I work with uh, were like, oh, uh, Tampa Bay by a bunch, you know? And, and you saw like the pregame, uh, the pregame predictions, everybody picked Tampa Bay. I said, I said, I think Tampa Bay is going to win, but Dallas is going to cover. So I think the final score is going to be 35 to 28, Tampa Bay. Okay. Uh, but, you know, as, as we've kind of like, seen and discussed and mentioned throughout this podcast it has been one hell of a game so far yeah and both teams both teams really haven't looked rusty you know i mean there hasn't been uh too many penalties you know there's been good play on both sides it's been a great game to start off the season and i, and I really hope that it it's able to finish off as a good game to kind of set the bar at this level for uh, for the rest of the season, you know, as we mentioned, kind of in the open, obviously pretty excited to have football back. Uh, but starting the season off with a game like this definitely helps keep the excitement up at that same level. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, next game on our list here is the Steelers versus the Bills. Uh, we'll have to touch on that one a little bit because that seems like it's going to be a pretty exciting game to pretty high caliber offenses going at each other. Two pretty darn good defenses going at each other. It's gonna seems like it's gonna be a really good game. We got uh, big names. Spin Roethlisberger obviously he's not like one of the top quarterbacks people are taking in their drafts, but it's he's always kind of just has that ability to throw for four or five touchdowns in one game. 
I got Chase Claypool and Juju in there for wide receivers, take the ball a lot. Uh, Deontay Johnson's obviously there too. I think Claypool is going to take that role as the wide receiver one this year. I think he's going to be in there uh, catching a lot of balls and catching a lot of touchdowns. Uh, obviously, Najee Harris on that side as well. And then the Steelers defense, uh, a lot of people are picking them for their drafts to be their defense, uh, maybe not against the Bills, but in later weeks, yeah. And then on uh, the Bills side, obviously got Josh Allen, uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, in PPR formats, Cole Beasley could be kind of sneaky in there just to get a lot of targets. Uh, stay far, far away from any of the Bills running backs because nobody ever knows who's going to be yeah. the, the main guy and that they just don't throw the ball or they don't run the ball that often. If it's on the goal line, usually it's just Josh Allen pile driving through or anything. But what are your thoughts on this game? I think it's going to be a, a high caliber offense, high scoring, just really good football game. For sure. And, and, he, and the question for me is like, I guess it's always at this point in his career is like, what kind of bet Ben Roethlisberger are we going to get? Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned like, we're definitely going to see like both of these teams just chuck it around, you know? And, and uh, obviously the, the uh, Steelers defense got a little bit of a boost today. Or I guess maybe TJ Watts bank account did. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they knew that they knew that he was probably going to play. But he's, he's now got, officially he's, the highest paid defensive player in the league. Yeah. And first, I mean, Aaron Donald might have an argument, right? But he's – T.J. Watt is just so versatile that, you know, he, he means so much to uh, to the uh, Steelers' defense. So so I think that could be like a – we talk about like the offenses being like a sneaky good match. I think the defenses could be a sneaky good match. If you mentioned two – uh, two pretty good defenses, two well-coached teams as well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, do, is that game in in uh, in Buffalo or is it in Pittsburgh? Um, I uh, believe it's in Pittsburgh. Let's say that's something we're up right now. It is not. It's in the uh, nope. It's in Buffalo. Buffalo always plays well at home. Yes, they do. I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you got yeah, the Bills I Mafia think, there, and that's just yeah. – you ain't beating the Bills Mafia. No. I, and I think – so I think, I mean, for first week you can't really complain about it, right? It's like it's going to be too hard-nosed teams wanting to get off to a, a strong start. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I got to go – like I said, Bills always play well at home, so I got to go Buffalo. But, yeah, I agree. I'm going Bills on this game as well. Uh, Jets-Panthers, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a rough game. Uh, rookie quarterback, new quarterback going against each other. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Jags and Texans, uh, in my opinion, probably going to be the worst game this week. <laughs> uh, I think every week, whoever the Texans are playing, it's just going to be an awful game because they're going to be a terrible team. Hopefully Trevor Lawrence gets off to a nice start. That, yeah, nice Trevor game. Lawrence first game, Urban Meyer first game. Yeah, We'll see how that goes for them. Uh, they can pick a better team to play for their first game out. It should be a blowout. Whoever's playing the Texans should be a blowout. Uh, next game, we're going to talk about the Cardinals versus Titans. Uh, we'll hit on this a little bit. This should be a very good game, another game of two really good offenses. Uh, this one, on the other hand, does not have two very good defenses. It's two kind of meh defenses. They're not good. They're not They're not terrible, but they're not – I mean, they're, they're, yeah. just, like, they're just eh. They're like middle of the pack. Yeah. 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 Cardinals, uh, obviously, Kyler Murray is a stud. He's been a stud for – the years he's been in the, uh, in the league, he's always able to run the ball. Uh, he can also throw those deep passes. 
Uh, you've got uh, DeAndre Hopkins there. You got sneakily AJ Green. Uh, I've heard that he has been actually kind of standout in practices lately. So we'll see if he has a resurgence there with the Cardinals. Uh, Chase Edmonds can be a, a good start for a kind of mid-tier running back two on that team. Uh, with the Titans, you got obviously Derrick Henry, best, in my opinion, best running back in the league. Uh, he's just always bound to get 150, 200 yards a game. He's just, he's just, he's the Yeti. He's a stud. Uh, Derrick Henry, you got Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. Ryan Tannehill was almost one of my guys. I, I tend to get him a lot of my drafts because he's just always – my nickname for him is Mr. Reliable just because he's always there. He's yeah. always getting points. He's always throwing touchdowns. Uh, but, yeah, that, that should be a good game. should be another high-scoring game with bad defenses, good offenses. Just another, another good football game, in my opinion. Yeah, the, I mean, there's obviously a lot of, you know – expectations around the Titans, you yep. know, playing or being in that division that's a little bit weaker. You know, you've got the the, um, the Jaguars and the Texans in there along with the Colts. Yeah. And But I, I would also say there's a lot – there's, you know, more expectations now with the Cardinals as well. And they're obviously in a tougher division in the what, NFC West. Uh, but you mentioned, obviously, Kyler Murray. We know what kind of player he is. Hopefully you can protect him. Hopefully you can stay healthy. He had some shoulder issues at late last year. Um, that's always an issue with a guy who runs as much as he does. But I, I like if I were to pick a player, like he's he's one of my favorite guys to watch, just because you know with a ball in his hands all, all the time, you don't really know what he's going to do, and it's just fun to watch. And I think this game will be fun to watch because you know with, with those expectations. Again, both teams will be wanting to get off to uh, to good starts. And, Who you got? Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Mm, okay, it's going to be the first yeah. one going against each other. I have the Titans. Yeah, yeah. I, I really like the Titans. I love Nashville. Uh, shout out Bustin' with the Boys. Great podcast, Barstool podcast. Uh, uh, one current Titans player, one ex-Titans player, free agent currently. Uh, with Will Compton and Taylor Lewan. So they guys kind of listening to them a lot has brought me to be a huge mm-hmm. Titans fan. So I like the Titans and I just, I think they're going to win this game. I think their offense is going to be too much for the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, next game we got is chargers and the Washington football team uh, could be a sneaky, good game with uh, really good offenses, but Justin Herbert and then the new face, uh, Ryan Fitzmagic there in Washington could be a sleepy sleeper. Sneaky good game, in my opinion. Would you have to agree with that one, Andrew? Yeah, I would. Uh, if you go back to last podcast, I had both these teams making the playoffs. Uh, so it could be, you know, obviously uh, one's in the AFC, one's in the NFC. Uh, and w- with uh, Washington and the NFC East, that's always winnable. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like – you want to see more from Justin Herbert. We just mentioned Austin Eckler. We you mentioned Fitzmagic, Antonio Gibson. I feel like we've kind of talked about these teams quite a bit without really knowing it, without really realizing it, you know, throughout the podcast. And these uh, two teams meet, um, meet in the first uh, meeting of the regular season. I, I would have to go uh, with the Washington football team here, though. I, I think I really think uh, I really think Ryan uh, Fitzmagic is going to have a bigger. A bigger 
impact than people think. I mean, he's obviously older, but he's played with every freaking team in the league with having a, uh, you know, a for sure settled down quarterback. I think it'll really help them. Yep. Uh, next game is a tale of two terrible defenses. Eagles versus Falcons should be probably high scoring, but yeah, not, yeah. not the best game. Uh, we've got the 49ers versus the Lions. Uh, I got 49ers winning that game. It's probably not going to be that good of a game. It's going to be a lot of low scores because a lot of run games going on in there. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next game we're going to talk about. One I really like to talk about because it's my boys. Vikings versus the Bengals. Uh, two supposed to be very good offenses. Uh, two man defenses from last year. Uh, both defenses are supposed to be improved from the last year, so we'll see how that happens. But like I said, two star-studded, really good offenses. Uh, Vikings, you got Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson both being there and both being viable wide receiver options for fantasy. Uh, Kirk Cousins could be a sneaky start in there always uh, with the ability to throw the ball to them too. Uh, Irv Smith is out, unfortunately, but that opens the door for Conklin to come in there and catch some balls. Uh, and then obviously you got Dalvin Cook, who is just always, always there and always gets all those targets and all those runs to always have a damn good game. Uh, and then with my Bengals, you got Joe Burrow obviously throwing the ball to Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. Uh, this offense and Joe Burrow have the ability to have three fantasy-relevant wide receivers. In my opinion, I think it's only going to be two out of the three. Uh, we'll have to see who the two out of the three are. Uh, if we're going to ask an insider, a huge Bengals fan, I would have to say T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd. Uh, I like Jamar Chase. He has the draft capital obviously being – the number five pick in the draft last year, but I think it's going to take him a little while to get acclimated to the NFL game. I think he just, he just mentioned today that he's having a hard time catching the NFL ball because it's bigger and it doesn't have the, uh, the white stripes along the ball as the college ones do. So it's harder to see and it's harder to catch. So it's going to take a little time to get him to get acclimated. But once he does, I think Joe Burrow and this offense have the ability to have three fantasy relevant wide receivers. Uh, and then like I said, you got Joe Mixon in there gets all those runs, uh, gets all, all the running back targets. So he's he's going to be there and going to be fantasy relevant. Yeah, and, and as I mentioned earlier in the show, like I, I I waited on quarterbacks and ended up taking Joe Burrow as my starter in the 12-team league. So I'm really hoping that he takes that next step because he's not he's not like just important for for everybody like in terms of quarterback purposes, right? He, he's – as you mentioned, with all those weapons that he has around him, uh, he has the chance to affect a lot, a lot of different uh, players, yep. obviously. So he, he's going to be key. Uh, another, like, sneaky storyline here, though, is, like, are both of these uh, are both of these coaches going into week one on the hot seat? Like, is this, like, is this an important game for, for uh, Mike Zimmer and Zach Taylor? It's like Zach a- Taylor definitely 100% is. If they yeah. have a slow start, I think he could be out midway through the season. Uh, Mike Zimmer, yes, I believe he is on the hot seat. Uh, last year wasn't the year that they would have wanted. He's known to be a defensive coach, and their defense was terrible. Uh, supposedly in the offseason, they've made a bunch of changes in the coaching strategy and players that their defense should be back to the Zimmer defense of old uh but if they do go off to a slow start i believe that he could be on the on the chopping block there so yeah i'd have to agree that both these coaches are 
uh, they, they do have the puzzle to be gone soon here. But uh, another another sneaky thing with the Bengals, uh, during the start of last year, Joe Burrow showed to have a very good connection with one of his tight ends, CJ Uzama. Uh, Uzama also went down to injury last year, so had a very slow season. Um, they have every 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 fantasy platform has Cam Sample as their number one tight end, but in my opinion, I think it is CJ Uzama. I think he is the better tight end, and like I said last year, that there was a proven connection between Uzama and Burrow, so that could be a sneaky uh, free agent pickup tight end there if, if he gets off to a hot start with Burrow and Uzama going together. But uh, I personally, of course, have the Bengals. I do too. I do too. Ooh, okay. Thank you. No, I really do. I think I think they're going to get off to a great start offensively. I mean, yeah, this is going to be another one of those high scoring uh, games. I think the last time I looked at the over under was like 48, something like that. So it's pretty high over under. But uh, yeah, that's going to be a good game. Uh, Next game is Seahawks versus Colts. A couple, I mean, you got big stories with uh, Carson Wentz, obviously, but that's going to be another meh game. Should be good. Could be really good. Could be really bad. Yep. We'll see how it goes. Uh, next one is Dolphins and Patriots. Uh, big storyline there is Mac versus Tua. The last two Alabama tight end, or sorry, Alabama quarterbacks facing off uh, rookie and year two. Uh, should be a good game. Uh, we'll see how Mac Jones takes being the leader of this offense, and then we'll see if Tua can take a step to actually be oh the, my be the quarterback of the future for. That was not a good throw. Oh, oh God! Oh, 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 oh! Jesus Christ, Dak! That was not a good throw. That was stupid. That was dumb. That—that's what Dak Prescott does. Everyone's why he just does dumbass well, throw. I'm just gonna say, well, unless the flag was on him, but I think he might be on him for taking his helmet off. Probably. God damn it! Oh, that sucks. But yeah, no, no. I think. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just like trying to digest that play and. Just trying yeah. to see what like what Dak could have saw there, and I'm not really seeing it. Yeah, no, that was that was just a shit throw. That was stupid. He was he was trying to force that there, and that was not a forcible play. That he's that's gonna come back to haunt him, I think, because we we forced them to punt. Yeah, that's that's gonna hurt. I have my TV muted right now. What they calling on this flag? So, so there. So it was a penalty of both teams. The interception will count. Uh, so yeah, it was just it was not a great throw by Dak. Shit. Yeah. Anyway, back to these matchups. Uh, like I said, Dolphins Patriots. Big thing is Mac versus Tua. Not gonna really hit on that too much. Uh, not really much anything else in that game to look out for. Uh, next one's Brown versus Browns versus Chiefs. Uh, we'll touch on this one a little bit because this is now one of those just really, really good football games that's going to be going down. Uh, two really good offenses. Uh, Browns has a really good defense, but any good defense is going to have a struggle going against the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, Baker Mayfield, obviously, we'll see how he does. Uh, I don't think he has very good weapons with Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., uh, and then Peoples-Jones in there. Uh, Baker's a good quarterback, but I just don't think he has the weapons. Uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, both are usually fantasy relevant. Nick Chubb, that smash mouth back. Kareem Hunt, the third down uh, ball catcher. Uh, with the Chiefs, I mean, they're, in my opinion, the best offense in the league. You got Pat Mahomes, 
throwing the ball. Uh, you got Tyree Kill. Cole Hardman could be a sneaky start for a PPR league. Uh, like you said, Travis Kelsey is a always just spot start, throw him in there every single week. Uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire is set to have a breakout season. Uh, the injury has been bugging him in the preseason. We'll see how that starts off for him, but he should be good to go. He doesn't really get as much star attention because of Pat Mahomes and the outside weapons he has there. But in my opinion, this this has the potential to be the game of the week with yeah. storylines there, the offenses, the, the just the really good teams, uh, really good defense versus really good offense. It should be a really good game. Yeah, and they, they obviously met in the uh, divisional round last year. Yeah. And the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs beat them. Uh, Chiefs, I believe, are uh, six-and-a-half-point favorites right now. Yes. Uh, and I think uh, I think that's that's pretty reasonable. I mean, like you said, the offense is great. We all know that. Um, there are big-time expectations, I think, for uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, because of the season they had last year, they got yeah. a whole lot on their shoulders right now. Yeah, for sure. And, and getting Odell back, who knows what you're going to get from him. It could be a huge weapon. Who knows? Um, he's one that I had in my on my list there to be one of the overrated players because yeah. he's the big name. He had a couple of big catches here and there. He's had a couple right. of good seasons, but I think he is done and he is washed. I think he is done out of this league, in my opinion. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how they use like Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. They're obviously a run first team with uh, Kevin Stefanski as their head coach. Uh, Last another- year's coach of the year. You, you'll be uh, excited to excited to watch this play coming up. Oh, another touchdown for Gronk. Yep. Ooh, that was a good pickup on my dynasty team. Let's go. Again, real quick, where the hell is Mike Evans at? I don't know, man. It should sucks. I, should I put him as a, as a overrated? Fuck, I, I hope not. <laughs> it's kind of screwed me tonight. I had him on a couple of my FanDuel lineups for – Put some cash on him. It's kind of screwing me a little bit, but yeah. I also had Gronk in the same one, so yeah. see if that helps me a little bit. Gronk Brady connections. I like it though because I have both of them. They're in different leagues, but I have both of them. I like to see it. I don't like to see it for the cow as a Cowboys fan, but as a person to bet the over, I'll take it. Any points, point. But yeah, Browns Chiefs should be a really good game. Uh, moving on from that, got Packers for Saints. Uh, I'm going to take Packers in that. I like this. Should be a iffy game. Nothing too, nothing too major here. Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously, always a star throwing to Devonte Adams, and you got Aaron Jones in there. Yeah, I think I think it could be a sneaky, potentially. You know, yeah, we'll see how know, Teddy Bridgewater does. <laughs> first time leading the team on that one. You, Jameis, you mean? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, Jay, I always get those two mixed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah Jameis well. Winston, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Teddy Bridgewater yeah. will be starting for the uh, Panthers. <laughs> I mean, that, that'll be a question too, because like Jameis obviously hasn't started in two years or whatever. Yes, so. yes. I mean, but yeah. Yep. And uh, something to look at. They also, the Saints kept four quarterbacks on their roster. That is including Taysom Hill. But that, in my opinion, is them saying that they're not going to use Taysom Hill as a quarterback. They're going to use him as that kind of tight end uh, Swiss Army knife player that they have been in years past. Uh, They're going to, I think, keeping all four of those quarterbacks is just. That's, I mean, that's all. I mean, that's in my opinion, that's what it's saying is Taysom Hill is going to be that person that he's always been. So, yeah, you could look out, look out for him to be a free agent tight end pickup. 
Uh, if he ever does happen to go in as a quarterback, you can see that opportunity of what happened last year of uh, playing a quarterback <laughs> in the tight end position. <laughs> I got to play cheap. that last year, and I will say it was fantastic. What a cheap <laughs> a tight end dropping 30-something points. Couldn't beat that. But it could be a sneaky good game. Uh, next one, Broncos versus Giants. Uh, that's enough of that. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a bottom three game this week. <laughs> that should be not that good. Uh, two just not not very good teams. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's or sorry. I, I messed up again. Teddy Bridgewater is not playing for the Panthers. He's playing for the Broncos. That's just a Mr. Irrelevant there. It's, yeah, I can't remember who the hell he plays for or who's not the Broncos uh, quarterback even is. But yeah, Teddy Bridgewater is playing for the Broncos. Uh, and then Mr. Terrible Daniel Jones, Giants. That's going to be not that good of a game. Uh, Bears, Rams. Uh, another one has potential to be a pretty decent game. Uh, Rams should have a very good offense. Bears could have a sneaky good offense. Uh, Rams, obviously, one of the two, one of the probably top two, top three best defenses in the league. Uh, Bears are supposed yeah. to be getting better, but they're not there. Uh, you got the Red Rifle, Andy Dalton, could be a sneaky, sneaky start there. Probably not though against the Rams. Uh, you got Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney, uh, David Montgomery is usually around a running back two. And point-wise each year, he could have the potential to break out, but we'll see how that goes. Uh, Rams, you got Stafford. Uh, you got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Uh, those three should be started in all leagues. Uh, Tyler Higby has the opportunity to be very good this year. Uh, Matthew Stafford has proved that he likes to throw to the tight end uh, with that connection with him and Hawkinson, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Henderson could start as a running back one, low running back one, mid running back two but i have a feeling this is gonna be a low scoring game with two very good defenses so should be a good game though what are your thoughts on this one andrew yeah i think i think you're right on the low scoring it's like two quarterbacks that are trying to like feel out the new systems right yeah. i mean you've got Andy dalton obviously you got nick Foles there too you've got justin fields there too and who knows like how long with the bears quarterback situation obviously We've, we've mentioned the trade of Jerry Goff and Matthew Stafford. I think it'll be a, a step up in production for, for Rams wide receivers, just saying how much they throw the ball. But you mentioned the, the two good defenses. We know the Rams are pretty freaking good defensively. And we know that the Bears uh, can pull it out, pull it out every once in a while. They just need to be a little bit more consistent on the defensive side of the ball. Maybe create some uh, some takeaways somehow, and uh, I'll, I'll never forget. It was a couple of years ago. Uh, I I made a trade for Jared Goff in fantasy. This was like when he was like pretty good, like submitted submitted as like one of the quarter. It was a two quarterback league, so I felt like I had to make a trade. And they went to Chicago, and he threw four interceptions in his first game. <laughs> so, uh, I, I mean, I think yeah, I think it's gonna be a little scoring. And uh, it'll be a good football game to watch, though. It's gonna be low scoring, so it's gonna be kind of boring, but it's gonna be good to watch. Yeah. To just I, go at it. I think I think the Rams will get the job done, though. Yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good Sunday night game to watch. Yeah. Uh, and then the last game we got on Monday is the Ravens versus the Raiders. Uh, my opinion is not gonna be a very good game. Uh, two teams that the Raiders obviously not good. The Ravens were supposed to be good, but. Uh, the unfortunate news today was uh, Gus the Bus, Gus Edwards, tore his ACL. 
So that is now two starting running backs that the Ravens are down, which uh, for one of the, if not the best running team in the league, that, that sucks to see. Uh, so their starting running back is now going to be Tyson Williams, I believe his name is. Yeah. Correct? Yeah, Tyson Williams is now their starting running back. <laughs> so, a.k.a. Lamar Jackson, start, 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 because he's going to be running the ball all over the place in that game. But, yeah, unfortunate to hear about Gus Edwards because he was set to have a damn good season with taking that lead role after Dobbins injury. So, it sucks to see it for him. But, I mean, go for Tyson Williams. <laughs> Is he a rookie? I have no idea. I've never even heard of him. I haven't either. Yeah. <laughs> All I know is that Griffin was very smart and picked him up yeah. a couple of days ago on a free agency wire. And God damn, was that a good pickup because <laughs> the starting running back on the Baltimore Ravens usually is pretty damn good. It's hard. I, I mean, it's kind of tough because they get the touchdown stolen away from Lamar, by Lamar Jackson. But, I mean, it's still best running, back, best running team in the league. Their running back is going to be good. I was actually talking to Griffin earlier today. I said I think the person that actually benefits the most here is uh, is uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah, like he's going to be running all over the field because his yeah. backs aren't going to be the ones to do it. And, and that could be good or bad. I mean, you obviously don't want your uh, you don't want your quarterback running the ball twenty times. I mean, you know, I would like that. But <laughs> yeah, if he if he actually slides down and doesn't get hit. I mean, if he, he needs to be smart about that too. I don't know. I want him to slide down and get hit, you know. But I never wish him, and I never wish anybody to get hurt. But if somebody had to take <laughs> the team and get hurt, I'd be fine with it being Lamar Jackson. But yeah, <laughs> let so, my Bengals roll. Yeah. He, he's definitely going to have the ball in his hands. Uh, oh yeah, if all you, the it, time. yeah. He should be started every week anyway, but definitely this week. Start Lamar Jackson. Yeah. He's gonna probably go off. Hundred he percent. He's not gonna throw the ball very often, but he's gonna be running everywhere. Any touchdowns they get this week, gonna be Lamar Jackson. I can tell you that. And you mentioned uh, Gus Edwards. Marcus Peters also tore his ACL. Yes. Confirmed on both of those uh, reports. Gus Edwards and Marcus Peters. Yeah. Ravens had some shit luck. So recently. yeah, it's a rough day at practice for the uh, Baltimore. <laughs> God, I just I mean I can't I can't imagine being on that field and being the one to tackle Gus Edwards and tear his ACL. Oh, I'd be man. like, God damn, we can't keep doing this. And I feel bad for Tyson Williams. Like, he's got to feel something. He's got to be kind of scared going to these next few practices before Sunday, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that's a bad luck with yeah. running backs. Yeah. But anyway, oh, well. that's the slate for this week. A couple of really good games, a couple of stinkers in there. We'll see how it goes. Uh, I know I'm going to be making some bets on a few of these because it should be some pretty exciting games going down. I say the bottom line is football is back. You know yes, that's sir. all that uh, that's all that we care about overall. God damn, life is good because something to is watch. Back. My Sundays something are back to, to being lazy and doing nothing, but sitting there and watch football all day. Something to watch, something to stress over with your fantasy teams. Oh, oh you're not kidding. Honestly, it's kind of nice having. I usually only have about two leagues. This year I have four. It's kind of nice because I'm not sitting there watching two of them. I, I have too many yeah. to keep track of. So I'm just. I get kind of like that notification, like, hey, your player's doing really good. And I'm like, oh, sweet, yeah. that's awesome. And I'm not really paying attention if anybody's doing bad. Right. Yeah. So so, it might, might help my anxiety a little bit. <laughs> Fantasy definitely gets your anxiety uh, peaking. Yeah, it's really not fun if you, if you think about yeah. it. Especially when you got someone going against your team. Yeah. It's like, damn, I want my team to win, but I don't want my player to do yeah. bad. Yeah. yeah. And it's, a, it's definitely a love-hate, uh, a good-bad relationship. 
Yeah. But like as as we mentioned, the bottom line is football is back, and uh, from our perspective, not a whole lot more you can ask for. Another no, touchdown. Another is touchdown. Hurt? God. You got to ruining yeah. this shit for me, Andrew. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We we gotta we gotta call it. Ooh, so can, uh, that was a pretty one too. But oh shit! Don't be hurt. Don't be hurt. Don't I be know. Hurt. That's what hurt. I thought. That's what I thought. Don't be hurt. Oh god! Please don't be hurt. Hell of a throw and hell of a catch. Amari Cooper touchdown uh, reception by probably about 25, 30 yards out. Yeah. I'd say Dak Prescott threw an absolute dime to him. I thought I thought about the bread basket. Ooh, that was beautiful. I thought about throwing Amari Cooper on my overrated list. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah, because like supposed to be the break. Then that's that's that was my thing. Is like, I think he's gonna take a back seat now to CD. We'll see. I mean, I, I they're both having pretty damn good games right now. Yeah, I mean, if they're if Prescott they're, has the ability to have two fantasy if, relevant wide receivers. I mean, if Dak's gonna throw the ball forty five times with four minutes left in the third quarter, <laughs> I don't know if that's. I mean, that's obviously not good for Zeke Elliott. I don't know if that's good overall for their overall offense, but yeah, I don't. I don't think this game is foreshadowing for the rest of the season with Zeke. This one is. This one is always set to be a just kind of a throwing shootout. So, I mean, yeah, Zeke's going to have trouble in this one. But in the rest of the season, I think Zeke's going to be the absolute star of this team with how good he's been looking. He he lost to some weight. He's looking a lot more lean, a lot more fit. Uh, his, his running ability is looking a lot better. He's looking a lot more elusive. Uh, he's got a little bit more pep in his step than he has in past recent years. I think he's going to have a very, very good season. Yeah, no, and I think, uh, I mean, like I said, a lot of people are, were questioning Dak. Uh, I mean, obviously, rightfully so. But he's come yeah. out. He's come out today. Besides the one poor mistake on the interception, he's come out tonight and had one hell of a game. Yes, he has. I'm impressed. So, anyway, but, like you said, football's yeah. back. Life is good. Andrew, I had a hell of a time here talking about fantasy football with you. It's been a long, been a long podcast, huh? I thought it was gonna. Yeah, be a it short has. One. We thought this might be a little short one, but I mean, we got going, and it's it's, yeah. it's been a good one. Look, look out for uh, for this podcast on Twitter. Also, go vote on the uh, the jersey poll we just put up before this podcast started. Uh, this this one might be up to might be up tomorrow. Might be up a little bit later. Who knows? Uh, but we're gonna try and get it up for you as quickly as possible. And continue with the consistently on the uh, doing these podcasts and, and uploading them. Yep. And uh, uh, yeah. one thing we got in, in the pipeline coming down in a couple of weeks here, it's a pretty exciting draft. We got coming up with some of our friends. Uh, it's gonna be a good one, it's gonna be a real good one. It's got yeah. something to do with that. Something that started up here recently might or might have not something to do with the, the beautiful game of football. That's all I'm gonna say, but it, it should be a very good draft. Something to look forward to in the coming weeks here. Yeah, no, we've definitely got some uh, some exciting things in the works, and like like I said, you know, we're trying to uh, to remain consistent with our upload and, and doing these, and and you know, it's always fun to just sit here for an hour or an hour of long it is, and and talk about football. So, and and as we said in the podcast, we're uh, we're excited to have football back. Yes, sir, we are. Thank y'all for listening. Yep, love y'all. Catch y'all on the next one. See you guys later.